0: You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on the Gold Derby Podcast Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Gold Derby Roundtable with Charlie and Tony. I'm your host, Charlie Bright. And
1: I'm your host, Tony Ruiz.
0: And today we are joined by two of Gold Derby's contributors. First of all, coming in from the New York area, we have Christopher Sang.
2: Hello, everybody.
0: And coming in from Raleigh, North Carolina, we have Hunter Taylor. Hello, hello. Nice to have you both back with us. Uh, Tony, why don't you start us off talking about some uh, some brief news items? Well,
3: mamma mia. Who would have thought that uh, America's most beloved video game character, the movie that everybody has been talking about since it was first mentioned, destroyed pretty much every box office record. That's right, Super Mario Brothers movie uh, earned a whopping uh, $204 million uh, over the holiday weekend, uh, including just $146 million in its opening uh, three-day weekend, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday of Easter. It is the highest uh the largest opening so far this year uh it is the largest uh opening for an animated film ever and uh it is also illuminations uh highest uh opening ever um i think i was prepared for this movie to do well but i'm legit kind of actually shocked of how well it did especially because oh, i mean i i read some reviews that particularly love this film and i'm re- Others that actually just called it colorful but boring. Um, so I'm I'm wondering what you all
2: think about the uh the Mamma Mia of this. Wouldn't it be nice if they did a collaboration <laughs> of Super Mario and Mamma Mia? Um yeah, I mean I'm I'm it's one of those things where you expect this is the reason why they made the movie cuz they know it's going to do well um and at the fact that it like exceeded i think a lot of expectations is just is just you know insane and it you know pe- i really want to do my mario impression but i'm not going to <laughs> it's okay just go back and watch uh,
3: anything jared leto does in house of gucci you'll get pretty much <laughs> the same effect <laughs> no but has has anybody seen it yet
1: no do you think sorry do you think it's doing so well because it's like the only thing for that age group out right now and it's like the only thing for a while i think what's the next thing like the little mermaid and that's in the end of may
3: well and And what's interesting to me is what's interesting to me is is not just how well it did but you know because it it's hard to believe this but you know, I am, as the elder statesman of the group, um, I vivid have vivid memories of bringing home my first Nintendo, original Nintendo in 1984, I believe, was when I got it. And I still have it. It's in my closet. Um, it still works on certain televisions. Um, but I was actually surprised that something with this nostalgia factor, because I think for a lot of us, you know, Mario is 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 for my generation definitely more of like the 80s and 90s, whereas I think I think maybe we might have underestimated the amount of people that were interested in it uh this time I'm sure that uh um uh, my my biggest hope is that if there's a sequel that uh it which there almost certainly will be with this kind of cash cow, how can you not um that uh Wart is the villain from Super Mario Brothers 2. Google it if you don't know what I'm talking about. Sounds fun. Um, and uh, it would also be kind of uh, remiss. We'd be we'd be remiss to uh, not mention the death of uh, the legendary uh, character actor character actor Michael Lerner, uh, who uh, died at 81. He was, was of course, uh, Oscar nominated for Barton Fink in 1991, um, and was just one of those actors like oh that guy i know that guy when he's in a movie you're like oh i know that guy which is to me the mark of a great character actor
0: yeah and it's something and it's something where you can actually build a career on that and i think he definitely did that um uh the the thing i remember him in most is the 1998 godzilla where he played the mayor of new york uh and uh roland emmerich uh i think that was the director of the movie uh, decided yes. to name the mayor mayor ebert uh and have it played by michael Lerner, which i think was a not so subtle um uh jab at someone who may have given him day a bad review i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but um no i mean also like he's he's so great and twisted in uh barton fink everything about that movie is twisted though mm-hmm. um but yeah it is it is uh sad that um it's sad that uh we lost him and uh i will i mentioned
3: it to a younger friend of mine who was not familiar with barton fink he was like oh wait wasn't he
0: james con's boss and elf i was like okay but there's that that's the thing with an actor like him is is that he has enough credits that someone's seen him in something Mm -hmm. yeah 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 but there was also
3: some academy news this week charlie will you tell us about that
0: Yes, yeah, so apparently the Academy will be uh, adding another branch uh, to, uh, to their, uh, to their uh, Board of Governors. Uh, it is, will be called the Production and Technology Branch. And according to the press release, this will be made up of about 400 members, and the new branch will include uh, chief technology officers, senior development heads in technology and creative services, and preservation and restoration specialists, along with uh, the along with production roles like stunt coordinators, script supervisors, choreographers, and line producers. Um, some have speculated that this might be a stepping stone to uh, the creation of a new um, uh, stunt category. I would be a bit tepid about that though, because uh, the last time they added a branch it was 10 years ago and it was the uh, I believe it was the casting branch. Uh, and we still haven't gotten a casting director uh, category yet. But I do. But I would say I feel like if they are going to add a category, it would probably more likely be stunt coordination than casting.
2: Yeah, especially with the release of John Wick. Yeah. Is it blasphemy to say I, I've
0: never seen any of those movies?
1: I haven't not, either.
2: I'm, no, I'm not, I haven't. I haven't either. I've seen. I've, I've probably seen clips of it, but not like in the whole movies. We will officially be canceled
0: by the internet after. I know, I <laughs>
2: I've actually seen all of them except for
3: the newest one. <laughs> Everyone said uh, Well, I'm one of the few that I mean because again it's in its I think third week and it's made 150 million domestically. Um so uh I you know one of the things that I was really impressed by uh just mm-hmm. in the uh box office in general this weekend was the fact that it did there was a, a sizable uh a sizable run of numbers with all of the, all of the different uh, groups like air, a nice adult drama. Um, um, uh, Ben Affleck's latest uh, directorial effort uh, earned $20 million, um, which we haven't seen a good respectable number like that for just a, a, just a a straightforward adult drama uh, in quite some time. It's nice to see something that's not a franchise um, or an, I mean, I guess it's kind of not a not IP because, I mean, granted, it is all about Air Jordans, but uh, it is at least an interesting uh, historical thing. But, uh, yep, yeah, that's it. That's it for news today.
0: All right. So today for our um, main topic, we're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to do our first forays into the 2023 Emmy Awards uh and we're gonna just be talking uh in more general we're not gonna be going over our predictions or anything we're just gonna be talking a much more general feel about uh what do we think are gonna be the big players what uh what are some of the under the radar contenders that could become that could make a big impact and some of the long shots that we're really hoping for so to start with um Let's talk about uh, dramas. Um, what do we think are going to be the big players? Uh, in, what do we expect to be the big players in drama this year?
2: I think oh, gosh, true. who won last year? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I think, think it's a lot about white people that won
1: last oh. year. <laughs> yeah, I think it's hard to say anything but succession, really. I mean, I guess there's a lot of push behind White Lotus as well. But since the category switch... I just think the Succession has it in the bag for sure. I thought that until I watched The Last of Us. Um, the
3: the I, Last of Us is coming for those Emmys. Um, um, I'm already predicting that it's going to win both drama guest acting categories. I think it's a really strong directing. Uh, it has several options. It'll be interesting to see uh, if they submit smartly for the Emmys. Uh, because again one of the big mistakes that a lot of shows make is that they submit multiple episodes by different directors and things like that so um and i know last of us um i don't know how many different directors there are for that for that show Uh, but they certainly have any number of stellar showcase episodes that they can go with so i expect last of us to to do really well below the line i think it's going to get uh, I think Pedro Pascal will get a nomination. I think Bella Ramsey is, in my opinion, in the lead for drama actress. Um, and I think uh, the the guest acting categories, it's going to do really well just with multiple nods. But I think both Melanie Linsky and Nick Offerman kind of have those in the bag. If they don't, then people really aren't paying attention. Um, so I think I think Succession is kind of out front. But I think that the spoiler is not White Lotus or Better Call Saul. I think it's actually Last of Us.
2: I mean, is Better Call Saul a spoiler for anything? <laughs> uh, um, it's, I hope it is for something. Um, yeah, I agree with everything. Uh, Last of Us will do very well in tech categories. Um And with the the acting categories, Pedro Pascal will most likely take advantage if there's a potential vote split between Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong. Um, If this wasn't Succession's final season, then I would probably lean more towards Last of Us. But it's just, it's been awarded for every year. It won writing its first year when it had like two nominations in total. I remember
0: I was doing the interviews for that's for that first yeah. season and it got and it, and it was good. it got so got in so sparingly and then I, that's I was so nervous about the se- cuz then it also got passed over at SAG like none of the actors got it at SAG and then I was like and I was so nervous about predicting it too much uh for the second season and then of course it just exploded at the Emmys.
2: Yeah, um and I have a feeling six even with even though probably Last of Us will win a lot of acting categories, I do have a feeling that Succession will break the acting nomination tally the way it did last year, <laughs> with its and with that finale coming, um, that's probably going to win writing like every other finale before it, and uh, they actually have uh an episode um where i hear during uh connor and Willa's wedding where it's like i'm hearing it, that it's like a 30 minute straight take mm. so that's probably going to be a contender for directing but yeah it's it's definitely something to look out for it's definitely between those shows i think the white lotus category transition will only probably benefit jennifer coolidge which uh, depending on what category she is submitted in mm.
3: Yeah, one of the things that I think I, I, I it's interesting that you say that Chris because I was as as you were talking about that the, you know the kind of the the dichotomy in my mind that I think there could be several categories um where it could be whatever turns out to be kind of like the centerpiece episode of last of of last of us which I think will probably be long long time it's the 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 kind of the bottle episode with Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett I think that will be kind of the centerpiece, particularly for writing, um, where I think whatever ends up being the, the the hallmark episode for for Succession, I think it's going to be between those two. It um, will
0: most likely be the finale because uh, what's interesting about Succession is that it's for its three seasons that have aired so far, it's won the writing award each time, and each time it's been for the finale. So mm-hmm. imagine if Succession series finale were to win. I think I don't think any other show has done anything like that, where it's won writing every single year, and it's always been for the finale. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. So um, I'm also kind of I'm also kind of a bit wary about because even like if something has a really good final season, we've seen sometimes where it's just like all of a sudden the Emmy voters are done with it, even if it gets a lot of nominations, it could just be done with. It. I always think of what happened with Veep. Uh, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, where where yeah. Veep was, you know, it, it came in, it was it, it, it had this really brilliant finale. Everyone was pretty satisfied with it and really positive on it. And like, okay, and it had been, you know, it Julia had won, you know, six times, and uh the show had won three times, and then the final year, dupkiss, nothing. Uh, you know, because the flea bag came in and did everything. So
2: I mean, if Game of Thrones can win for its final season, I think,
0: <laughs> barely, I think it barely did. Really? It barely won because it lost writing and directing. And, uh, you know, the only thing it won was series and Peter Dinklage.
1: Yeah. I don't really see but a, are- a flea bag situation. I mean, I guess you could say that would be The Last of Us if we're doing that comparison. Um, I mean, I could see that happening, I suppose. I just. I, I really think Succession has got it. I mean, it, it's the number one show anyone's talking about right now. And it's it's airing closer to voting time. I just, I, it's going to get, like we said, I know that The Last of Us is going to get a lot below the line. And like like uh, Christopher brought up earlier, I think that it's going to max out on the actors again. I mean, I even have like Alan Ruck getting in. I don't know if that's hope dictating or what, but I, I don't know. I just, I can't really see it getting beat
3: yeah I could see this being a case where two shows kind of dominate, and I think it's I think right now I mean barring I mean we still got you know a good month and a half before uh we end the eligibility period uh but it'll be really interesting, but I could actually see a scenario where succession wins like like it could be a perfect split between the two like. I could see I could actually see a scenario where succession wins directing, last of us wins writing. One could win both, the other could win both, or swap them. I think I think though I think they're on that kind of level playing field. Um
0: kind of like what Ted Lasso and Abbott were last year.
3: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which we'll talk about soon.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's also fair, I think, to mention, you know, Better Call Saul is uh you know it, it has gotten in whether or not it can do anything with that is another story altogether um and then you also have uh house of the dragon the crown yellow jackets handmaid's tale those are all you know in the running and yellow jackets is airing right now so it's uh going to be trying to capitalize on that
2: especially with the ratings for six uh, competing against succession oh yeah yeah so-
0: I'm just sure I'm just I'm just sure that Showtime is happy to have something that can compete with it.
1: (laughs) True. And they've been doing that their um, digital premiere on Friday, Um, you know, because because I've been watching it earlier because that's I'm that's like my hands down favorite show of the year, Yellow Jackets. So I'm always jumping on the opportunity to watch it. And I think that since it does kind of have that, it's kind of floating around and not everyone's going to watch it because it's not airing on Showtime at that time. But I think it. And like you said, it does compete. But if you're going to say which one am I going to watch, uh, I think that it ha- gives you that option, so they don't necessarily have to compete. I think that's kind of an interesting thing they're doing.
0: So uh, yeah, and, there...
3: and we also and we also don't know where you know it, you know with is the Mandalorian going to come back? Is uh, yeah is is Andor and going to break in? Um,
0: and I keep forgetting uh... why Lotus is in drama this time around. <laughs> And I I mean, like, I wonder, like, are we going what? to see anything like what we did? I don't I don't think we'll see anything like we did last year with the five supporting actress nominees. <laughs> no.
1: um, I think there's three, but uh, I don't think there will be five. Yeah, I mean, those those supporting at those supporting acting categories is just
2: going to be 90 percent succession of White Lotus.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So um, on the other side, we have comedy, and I th- I've i always thought that uh, Abbott was going to be the big, was going to be, to me, it was going to be like no question that it was going to be, but it feels like that momentum has kind of slowed, and there are a lot of other uh, programs that could be bringing, that could be uh, challenging it uh, for uh, what we have here. And I'm curious to get your guys' takes on what's going on in comedy right now.
1: I think think Ted has it. I think that uh, it's going to go three for three. I didn't think it was going to win last year, but I think it's definitely going to win this year because it's probably the last season. It hasn't been officially confirmed yet unless it has been today. And I missed it. Um, I think it's going to get a bunch of acting like it always does. I don't think it's going to max out like last year, just with the changing of the preferential of the, uh, how many you can mark off on the ballot. I think that's going to make a big difference. Um, well, maybe not for Ted, but for other shows, it's going to for sure. Hunter, Hunter, tell people
3: about that, because I don't know if everybody knows about
1: that. So the last few years, you used to be able to, on the nomination ballot, check off as many names as you wanted. You could check off like 100 different names, but now, uh, are they limiting to, uh, like eight for like how many slots are going to get the nomination? Is that correct? You can only select like eight for like a certain number of categories, like supporting actress. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're going to have to be more um, deliberate in who you choose. So if I like Ted Lasso, I'm not going to just nominate every single person Ted Lasso. I'm maybe going to pick and choose from uh, the Bear or Abbott Elementary or something uh, like Poker Face within guest, where I'm not just going to check off everybody.
0: I think it should just be. It should also just be uh, mentioned that uh, to be nominated at the Emmys, uh, you uh, you have to be submitted. Uh, you have to be submitted, whether you're an individual actor or a program or editing or cinematography, you have to be submitted in those categories. So they are choosing from a list of people. And I thought like last year, we saw the best and the worst of it. I thought the worst was the whole was the whole White Lotus thing that we saw. That's how you got five, um, not five supporting actresses from White Lotus in there. But I also feel like if it hadn't been for that system, Toki Jimmo would not have gotten in last year for Ted Lasso which I thought was one of the more we didn't even have him in our prediction Center last year uh for the nominations and I and it, that was one of the more pleasant surprises that year
2: yeah this uh this comedy race is is very stacked more stacked than usual with a lot of shows um but I do think it's between uh Ted Lasso and Abbott Elementary and I think the voting system, I think I think Abbott has more of a set of very safe actors like Quinta Brunson, Charlie Rau, Janelle James, Tyler James Williams, etc. with the with like the possibility of add, adding some extra cast members if it if it does well. Um I think I don't I this time this one I'm not so sure about. Um I had Ted Lasso winning last year but i Abbott Elementary has built up so much uh momentum and buzz, and this I think this really uh could be a scenario where even whoever gets the most nominations on nominations day doesn't tell us who will win because I can easily see the acting categories three of all three of them going for Abbott Elementary and or like a casting award or something like that. And it depends, especially like what to look out for is probably that supporting actor category and see who wins there. But I think it's much tighter with that. But if, but they do love final seasons unless you're Veep. but they, if Ted Lasso has a very, um, very touching finale um, or at least, or like a touching end point for all the characters, if it's like not officially the end of the uh, of the show then it's always been built on that you know sentimentality so
3: yeah i think i think really what's going to happen is uh, um you know last year was very much a uh, ted lasso versus Abbott versus kind of the bear uh, not the bear uh barry um but i think the last that third season of barry was too dark for uh, a lot of emmy voters and <laughs> Hold on to your hats for season four, people. Um, but the other thing that we have here is, um, is we have the addition of the bear, um, which I think the only person now who can really take out Jason Sudeikis in actor is Jeremy Allen White, mm-hmm. um, who won at the Globes and at SAG. Um,
0: and Critics' Choice.
3: And Critics' Choice. Um And you're also going to have the highly anticipated third season of only murders in the building, um, airing. Yes, it is for the previous season, season Mm -hmm. two. However, season three will be airing. Um, and this is the highly anticipated Meryl Streep season. Um, so, you know, all eyes are going to be on that in, in peak voting period. and then you also have the final seasons of Barry and uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, so I, it'll be really interesting to see if I think the nominations will tell us a lot, but they won't give us the answer. Which no, is they won't. in one, in, in one, in some ways, I kind of like it. I do think Abbott is going to do very well. I think it's going to add nominations this year. Yep. Um, I do think that. Uh, there's a really good chance that um, it could add, say, in Supporting Actress, I could think it could add Lisa Ann Walters. I think it could add uh, Chris Perfetti in Supporting Actor, because he has not one but two, like, kind of stunner episodes in terms of submissions. Um, And the most recent episode, which was kind of the If you have not seen uh, episode 20, uh, the Tyler James Williams showcase is what I call it, because he's so great in that episode. Um, So I think that I I think it's going to be a little bit more competitive uh, in some of these races. And we've seen that, you know, everybody last year was talking about Janelle James winning supporting actress Um, until they opened the envelope. It was like, oh, my God, of course, it was Cheryl Lee Ralph. Um, She had the best.
0: It was.
3: You know, yeah, because then we would've, we, we, if it hadn't been, we wouldn't have gotten the best acceptance speech in Emmy history. Um,
0: endangered species, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, the other show that I want to look, be on the lookout for is Poker Face. Bingo. Um, now that that show is uh, officially in comedy, um, uh, I. I up until Poker Face, I would have sworn to you that Quinta Brunson was kind of a shoe, especially with the absence of hacks.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, with no Gene Smart, and also there's also the potential. I don't know if they'll actually do it, but with Gene Smart out there, there's the potential they'll move Hannah Waddingham up to lead. Oh, uh, possibly. I we we have, I, based on the first four episodes we've seen of Ted Lasso. I don't know but I have a feeling she's going to be much more prominent throughout the rest of them and cuz last year I thought she should have gone lead but yeah but yeah I'm sorry I interrupted you No 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 but, but, but
3: what I'm saying is I would have sworn to you that Quinta Brunson was going to win lead actress until Pokerface came out and you know I think there's a really good shot that that show that show could run the tables of the guest acting categories Mm -hmm. because of its structure um um vip mvp perfect human being judith light um (laughs) and if you've seen that episode you know what i'm talking about No good
1: Um, i love that um um,
3: so i really think that that could be a huge contender Mm -hmm. um but i think yeah, you yeah. Know, I think act comedy actress is a two-way race at this point between Quinta
1: and Natasha Leon. So it'll be really interesting to see uh how that does. Yeah. I wouldn't leave up Christina Applegate just because one, she's amazing, two, uh, it's the final season, and three, it may be her final in-person acting um performance. I think that she I think she should have won for the first season. I know that's controversial. I don't know. But I think that she's just hands down. I just, I love her so much. And I think that she's in contention for it as well.
0: And I mean, you also have, I think, you know, to keep in mind here, you also have uh, the most recent season of What We Do With The Shadows. Uh, we have Wednesday. Uh, the Great has had this weird history with the Emmys where you know uh it it gets in writing directing its first year but then hardly anything else and then last year it gets in for both lead performers and then almost nothing else so you know maybe it'll just get in for series and nothing else you know Hmm. complete the complete the circuit um also also
3: we'll be looking out for shrinking shrinking for for shrinking because i think harrison ford yeah. Wouldn't it be interesting that the first kind of real big major like peer-voted award, because Harrison Ford has gotten an Oscar nomination uh back in 1985 for 80 Witness. Years ago. Yeah, that his next kind of peer-voted award <laughs> could be an Emmy for a supporting
0: role on a comedy series. I mean... Which he nails. Which he does nail. He's so good on that show. And yeah i mean i think that's a real player and you know i actually i think you know there's also critical favorites like reservation dogs and um also i just started watching last night uh the new show on netflix called beef that is so good um which i have been really enjoying i have been really enjoying that and you know steven young Oscar nominated actor he's someone to keep an eye out for in that lead actor category and Ali Wong would be completely deserving as well they're both incredible on that show now is is that show going comedy or is it going um... I believe it's we have it in the comedy categories right okay now. and I, believe... I wasn't
3: sure if it was if I wasn't sure if there was going to be a second season or not
0: yeah I I'm not sure about that but I but I've, I've only I've only gotten through epi- the first six episodes but I am loving it so far
1: it gets better if you can imagine (laughs) oh
2: my god you're like
0: there
2: there's me like there there is there's so many tonal shifts in the last two episodes it's it's pretty much if it goes comedy i think it will pull uh i think it will pull the same thing barry did for its first season
1: yeah it's hard with the two lead acting performances i think they're just undeniably amazing
0: yeah so I'm really, uh, and, and it would be nice for Steven Young to get some recognition here, uh, considering uh first thing I remember ever seeing him and was a TV show was seeing him on The Walking Dead and seeing him pop up on that show. And I was like, who is that guy? He's adorable. <laughs> and my crush was born right at that moment. <laughs> um, And uh, just quickly want to also touch on the uh, limited series races. Um I think that one is a bit murkier, but uh, what are your guys' views on uh, what we have going there? I think probably the biggest contender there right now is uh, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Um, But we also have uh, Blackbird, uh, possibly George and Tammy. Uh, There's uh, all sorts of things. What do you guys think about uh, limited series?
2: I know know, um, Monster is a Ryan Murphy show and so they're going to go crazy for that. Um as far as it as far as like it winning, I am not so I am not as positive. Um especially given that the Sags never went didn't even go for those actors. Um I think so I think it's probably there as a default front runner because of the lack um I'm very interested to see how um um i blackbird is as a shoe-in i'm very interested to see how daisy jones and the six or the new or the new elizabeth olsen series love and death or the white house plumbers i'm interested to see how they perform um if there's any passion behind that but yeah i as as of this moment i'm pretty much stumped on you know what those categories could be and there might not be enough contenders for it to be I don't know six nominees in the lead acting categories or something.
1: Yeah. I'm very curious about White House Plumbers. I think that could either be like a huge hit and get a million acting nominations, or it could, I I could I could see it going like one of each way, maybe just not getting anything. But uh, I I uh, I also have Monster currently out front. I think that Evan Peters is kind of a shoe in I know he didn't win at SAG, but I think he's got it for, and and I think uh, Nisi nash bets as well. So I think that's going to have a lot of support, especially with the acting branch.
0: I'm with you on Nisi nash bets, but I am really holding out hope. Um, I know it's not a limited series, but uh, for lead actor, I'm really holding out hope for Daniel Radcliffe in Weird The oh. Big Story. Um, <laughs> that would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Ironically,
3: I think that that is probably the lead during TV movie. It's interesting that we actually have like <laughs> some legit contenders in TV movie um you know just I like to me the top 3 and they're the currently the top 3 in our odds of gold derby are Weird and Fire Island um and uh Prey which was one of my favorite movies of any type last year which is kind of this 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 new take on the Predator franchise um and it's it's a Stunning film um if you have not seen it please watch it it is absolutely glorious um so there's that um i think uh fleischman is in trouble was probably my favorite of of this group um which is odd because i usually don't go for those kind of acerbic um uh, <laughs> kind of brutal kind of cringy uh shows um you know Fleischman is very much. Uh, I kind of liken it to it, it. It made me feel icky the same way Curb Your Enthusiasm does, uh, but without like the kind of uh, inherent humor that Curb has. Uh, Fleischman is just so uncomfortable uh, to watch. I was like, oh, all of these people are awful, and I cannot stop watching them. <laughs> um, um, so I think that I think that's a big contender um yeah, yeah it'd be really interesting to see where where they go with this
0: i think also um you know i've been hearing some b- critical buzz about swarm and you know more Swar- and and that's something that you know you never know how some of these things are going to land and uh i think like a lot of us were pleasantly surprised last year when pam and tommy actually found its way into making into getting into a lot of ca- into getting into a good deal good amount of categories um but i think um swarm something to keep an eye on there's also the patient with steve carell and donald gleason uh, uh what's the other one i'm looking at uh possibly obi-wan kenobi we know they went for wandavision they really went hard for wandavision a couple of years ago um and uh one that i uh, also five days at memorial uh if apple really keeps up that campaign uh but the other one i think is going to be interesting is um i know it's been a critical favorite is the uh limited the british limited series uh this is going to hurt uh with ben whishaw uh who is already an emmy winner um and he's going to and uh i've been reading, i've read very good things about that and uh
2: it's if, astounding
0: if if enough people see it that might be one to keep an eye on
2: mm-hmm. uh, ap- listen after chippendale rescue rangers anything's possible <laughs> which was a
0: deserved win
1: <laughs> yeah. i mean also dolly parton has a movie and i can't since she won for christmas christmas in the square he can't discount her either
0: oh god <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right i forgot about that thanks for reminding me <laughs> do you have any other thoughts about um uh uh limited series slash movie now the only thought I have is is how
3: kind of like none of these have really kind of not other than Monster, I guess, has really been like the zeitgeisty limited series. You know, there, there's not it's to me Dahmer is the closest thing to like again I'm going back to Ryan Murphy land, but it's the closest thing I've seen to like a a, a you know a OJ People versus OJ Simpson or a Chernobyl. Or, or something like that, that's, like, really captured the zeitgeist uh, or had a huge impact.
0: Um, or that people were really, like, actively talking about.
2: Right, right. Or, like, yeah, had strong opinions about it.
1: Yeah, this category is usually, like, the one to watch, and it does seem a little little softer this year. I'm not sure why.
0: So, um uh, one of the things I think we've talked also about some of the under the radar uh, contenders that we think might be uh, big players. I'm curious now as to uh, let's have some fun and talk up some of our uh, some of the things we'd like to see uh, nominated. It could be you know performance, a show. Hell, if you think something, if you think a particular show episode of a show was extremely well edited, um, uh, what are the, like the very like what are nominations that most people probably aren't thinking about that would make you really happy on Emmy morning as you go through the 97 pages of nominations that they have in that PDF that they put on the website. I want to start with you. Hunter. Uh,
1: well, I have I actually have a ton, but I'm just going to limit it to like two shows for the moment. Um, I would love to see somebody somewhere get like the flea bag treatment of like it was really well liked but not a lot of people watched it first season second season boom she gets in for actress writing series i love jeff that show. i think it's amazing i love that i jeff would love
0: hiller. That. jeff hiller is so good on that show He's
1: so good bridget everett is so good i love that that show and i would love to see um bad sisters like everywhere it can possibly get in i loved that show on apple i sharon horgan is so good all the acting is so good i'm supporting actor as well uh he's amazing he's just like the winking devil that you love to hate um i just i love that show and I, i'm just not sure i mean she's in the odds right now for actress in a drama so i'm not sure if that pulls through but i would really love to see that show get represented
2: yeah that trauma actress category is very barren um it's it's going to be interesting to see if who if any of the supporting any of the previous supporting actress nominees will get submitted and lead. I know Ray Sehorn for Better Call Saul, her category is not determined yet, and they could easily bump Sarah Snook to lead um, and Jennifer Coolidge to lead. If um, so, it's definitely one to look out for. Um, I think mine would be like just like past nominees. Speaking of Better Call Saul, I really want Jonathan Banks to get a final nomination. Um, he got one at SAG. He was the only supporting player to get in at SAG. So that gives me uh, hope. And I'm still, I'm still bitter that he lost for the first season. So oh, I that just one
0: stings so badly.
2: Yeah. So the
0: I hope was like, was like, why am I here? <laughs> yeah. right.
2: And then the next see- and then the next year to Ben Mendelsohn. So, um, <laughs> uh, so I'm hoping he gets a farewell nomination. Same with Giancarlo um, Esposito. Um, I hope Michael Shannon can get in for George and Tammy. Um, he hasn't gotten that much a aw- precursor awards love, and he re- he's really good in that show. He's sta- he's he stands up. He holds up on his own against Jessica Chastain. Um, the great uh, I know you mentioned this Charlie I I don't I with how stacked the comedy races are, I don't know how well it might do above the line um and I'm but I'm really excited for its upcoming third season and I hope you know I hope it can sustain momentum and then it's stars so they'll never get in. but I really hope party down would <laughs> will um, the revival of party down will like get something because that show is so funny it's funnier than like most of the shows up for the comedy comedy categories
0: jane Jane lynch could get in for almost anything now Mm -hmm. so i i think you know i think she she's a possibility there Mm -hmm. what do you
3: got charlie
0: oh okay you're gonna switch it on me um yeah so um probably one of the ones i'm most passionate about is uh In movie, limited supporting actor, I would love to see Bowen Yang nominated for Fire Island. I think he's so, so good, and the way he plays the insecurity of his of uh, the character, and um, it's it's it could in any in any other actor, it could be just so typical, but I think he really brings such a wonderful humanity to it, and I would love to see. So I'd love to see him uh, get in. Uh, let me just, uh, double check here what else I am looking at. Um, I would, uh, uh, as I said, I said, uh, how much I loved Weird, the Yaliankovic story. Um, in addition to Daniel Radcliffe, I would love to see Evan Rachel Wood get in for her portrayal of Madonna. She is... (laughs) He is so good, and the best thing about that movie is that every actor understands the assignment. It is such, it is, it is. They they know exactly how to play these characters, uh, even though they're real life people. Uh, and uh, uh, every Rachel Woods Madonna is just otherworldly, and she's so good. Um, and I would also say the same for Rain Wilson uh, playing Doctor Demento. He's very, he's very uh, good in that and has some really wonderful trippy scenes in that as well. Um, uh, in terms of, uh, of, uh, dramas, uh, I don't really have that many, uh, things I'd like really hopeful for. I will say I would love to see Yvonne Strahovski get back in for The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, I thought she would, this season was stunning uh was very good i have a feeling uh it's gonna it, it might get left out of a lot of things but she in particular uh the episode with her that's just her and elizabeth moss uh delivering that baby uh is absolutely incredible and like that that should be nominated not just for her but that would be her episode but also for writing and directing it's just an incredible episode i'd love to see that happen um Something that I think is a bit more likely, I would love to see uh, uh, Ivan Moss bakrak I hope I'm not mispronouncing that name uh, from the bear. I think he's very, very good uh, in that show. Uh, and I've seen him in other things in the past like two years or so. Like he's also in, um, oh, what's the, uh, he's in, um, what's it called? The Dropout with uh, Amanda Seyfried. He plays the Wall Street Journal pr- reporter who breaks the whole thing uh about uh about about the whatever the name of the 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 criminal Elizabeth and, Holmes yeah the 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 scumbag um <laughs> the one who proved that women could be scumbags too um <laughs> uh I, I I absolutely uh I think he's fantastic on uh on on that show I again god I would love to see um uh not only Harrison Ford but I'd love to see uh Uh, Jessica Williams get in for shrinking Uh, they're both very good I know Rob our friend Rob LaCuria is very is very partial to Krista Miller on that show she is also very good on that show Um, and um, I just would I would love to see um, Harvey Guillen get in for what we do in the shadows he's so good on that show Um, I I I and i think he really had some wonderful character growth this year and uh, i just think that show is just so ridiculously funny um on su- on such an incredible level uh but yeah so tony your turn so you took
3: you took back rack from me so um i will you can uh, double down yeah yeah he is that's you that's know, the people... one scene from girls that i yeah. saw him in <laughs> that scene um no uh I I think he's great I think Io Edibiri is absolutely magnificent on that show she just had a great guest spot on Abbott Elementary um I'm gonna go really obscure here uh for any uh Star Trek fans um if you are watching the current and final season of Star Trek Picard um there was a magnificent episode uh with the great Michelle Forbes, um, who played uh uh Ensign Roe Laren on the original series, and she returns in spectacular fashion um in a in a self- where, where she it's like watching a tennis match between two greats. Um, It's one of the best scenes I've seen in television all year. And uh, it's just an absolutely heartbreaking episode uh, from start to finish. Um, so that's definitely one for me. Um, I want to reiterate the love for Judith Light um, in Poker Face, but I also want to emphasize uh, Chloe Sevigny, uh, who is great in her episode. I think Ellen Barkin is is wonderful in her episode. I think Cherry Jones is fantastic. Um, it you know that show is it, I'm such an old school Columbo fan, um, and if you know anything about Columbo you see it all over uh poker face. Um there are just these lovely homages to it that are just spectacular. I tell you the one um thing that I really want to see and that is I, I alluded to it earlier, but uh Chris Perfetti in Abbott Elementary um took that character and it, it has really fleshed it out in in season two. Um really leaned into kind of the corniness and the you know kind of forced allyship like oh look at what a great ally i am to minorities which could be easily grading but he makes it so pure and so innocent and you know even when he's cringy you just love him um I think he's spectacular and Lisa Ann Walter my god just give her Give her her flowers, please. Um,
0: it, baby. She,
3: she is she has really walked away with the season. Um, she's had so many spotlight episodes that I'm just like, oh, 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 she even made me cry in one episode. I was like, that's not supposed to happen with this character. <laughs> um, and, and plus, who can't watch an entire episode of Melissa and her sister? Um, just in so there's a great episode where they're at the teacher at a teacher's conference and as a teacher myself i can tell you that it was probably one of the most accurate depictions of those conferences i've ever seen um where her and her sister are just fighting with each other and then all of a sudden this other woman starts insulting them and they just turn and it's (laughs) like the closest thing i can say to it is it's kind of like those great reads that dominique jackson did on pose (laughs) <laughs> only, only more brutal and more philly so you know <laughs> take that for what it's worth
0: yeah kind of one and the same um uh one other ones you know you're you're talking about uh poker face and you talked about a lot of the great guest stars on that show uh but there are a couple of the men on that show that i want that i think are deserving uh one is nick nolte uh, he's mm-hmm. very, very, very good in the in the same episode that Cherry Jones is in, um, and I would also say listening
3: uh, listening to the gruff off between Natasha Leone and I mean and and Nick Nolte, it, it was, was like, like the match
0: player. of the throats. The only thing that could make that more incredible is if Tom Waits just decided to join in at some point.
3: <laughs> and then Harvey Firestein came in for the
0: gaver'd
1: be so great on that show. Oh,
0: man. Um, the other one I thought was really good and actually, I, I think pretty- I know I think I know who you're gonna say, but I'm I'm waiting to see. So it's actually Lil Rel Howery. Yes! Yeah, I was like, so like when we saw him, he, he he's a scene stealer in Get Out. He's so good in that. And then it felt like th- there was just, there were, there were all these things that, you know, people were trying to get him to do and it was just him just doing another version of that character. But this is uh, another, this is a really great character work. I really love what he does in that episode, uh, in that third episode. I think he's really, really great. And um I would uh love to I would love to see him get nominated. Uh and then also we haven't seen the new season yet, but I can never but I can uh you know I can only assume that it will be as good as uh the last the la the previous two. And that's the other two. Oh. Um we uh we need that we need that show that show is gonna come back and we want Molly Shannon to get double nominated uh in comedy supporting actress and um uh, uh, and in uh uh yes, guest guest for Saturday Night Live. Um, if I mean the, the 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 I think the thing that's so often looked over on that show is the writing. The writing on that show is so precise, and I just am it, it the the if you've seen the show and you know the episode I'm talking about, the episode last season I think it's the second episode where um. Uh, where Drew Tarver's character Carrie and his boyfriend see the uh, what they think are a young gay a a, a young gay man <laughs> yeah. and what they think are is his father because that's how they're presenting themselves for his mother's talk show, but it turns out to be a bit more yeah. complicated. And then there's the one guy who comes who ends up coming in. I'm straight. I like sports. I'm from Kansas. You know, <laughs> it's just like that is one of the to me that took like the sitcom trope of like, uh, of like misunderstanding something and then just took it to a whole new level. And is also, and also made it peak gay as well, which made me insanely happy. It's oh, and, yeah. if the, if, uh if that show is, uh, and also the, the guy who plays his bet his best friend who plays Carrie's best friend on the show, who's on ghosts now. um, What's that actor's name? Uh but, you know what I'm talking about, though, right? You know, his plays his best friend. Uh, you know, he's uh, hopefully he gets another, some other great scene stealing moments. I mean, everyone on that show just were uh, Helena mm-hmm. York, Drew Tarver, Ken Marino is so great on that show um, as someone who is so blissfully stupid. Um, <laughs> he plays yeah. that so well. Hello. Everything. And the
3: kid, and the kid yeah. gave, yeah. I thought, an amazing performance last season.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. he was he's he's you know, he's uh, he's measured up with them, you know, the last couple of seasons.
1: I hear there's a time jump in between these two because he's so much older than he was when he started. I the, I heard that somewhere. Well,
0: what's interesting is if you remember how they ended season 2, yeah. yeah, where it's so the end of season 2 was the start of the pandemic. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that that allows them a good opportunity to do, you know, a 3-year time jump.
3: Hell, I'd like to do a three-year time jump through the <laughs> pandemic.
0: Oh man! So, do we have any other um, any um, closing thoughts on uh, this year on uh, what we got coming up with this year's Emmys?
3: Have I think some. it'll be really interesting. I think it'll be really interesting to see. You know, the narratives are going to start kind of coming together, but we've got, you know, what July is when the nominations are coming out. We've got like yeah. th- we've got like three months of this. Yeah. of, you know, and you know, these narratives are going to be changing and shifting and and contenders are going to be moving, categories are going to change. You know, some people will be submitted, some won't. Uh, it happens every year, so we'll see. And I
0: would, I, to, I would... Oh, I'm sorry, Chris, go on.
2: No, it's okay. Um, I say this every year since the popular voting system, have some variety. I, like, I love succession. I love all the I love a lot of the front runners and all these series categories, but I just want some variety of shows rather than like them nominating and checking off the same shows every single time. And, and I will, Oh, and I'm going to accentuate on that with the winners too, when that happens. So I just wants, I just wants a, a more broader celebration of how much good uh television there is. Um, specifically in these comedy and drama categories where the races are really stacked and there's so many good shows. So,
1: give what? Melanie Linsky every Emmy she's eligible for. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <laughs> I yep. leave it with that.
0: <laughs> Actually, I was going to counter, um, you know, I know that you were saying, th- uh, what well, you were saying, Tony, about Nick Offerman being very out front for drama guest actor, but I would say, you know, Look out for Aaron Paul to win Emmy number four for playing Jesse Pinkman, because he's really good in that episode.
3: <laughs> uh, because, he has
0: to, because he's playing Jesse before everything that happens at Breaking Bad. So he had to bring back this kind of innocence to Jesse, which, uh. was, which was so, which is just like you're watching, you're like, oh, if only you knew what you were in for. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, I I say
3: that same thing. I say that same thing about no ho Hank, because I really want Anthony Kerrigan to have an Emmy.
0: I want that to happen so badly, too. I mean, I mean, that's
2: Goldberg back in the category. So, yeah, for sure.
0: Man, I felt so bad she didn't get in last year because when she when she has her explosion on the elevator. (laughs) Because a lot, I know a lot of people were thinking like her character was like was, just wasn't at the same level as it was in season two when she has the monologue. Um, but when that happens, and then of course the finale, also it's like, oh, okay, we're doing it like that. And I felt like yeah,
3: was- I, I having seen several episodes of the new season, I'm just going to say one of the things that I think that they have done with this season. I think one of the things that's always worked against. Um, you know Sarah Goldberg and Sally as a character is that Sally is always seen as so kind of unlikable, and I think they've done a little bit of a course correction on that this season. Um, they put her in some really interesting and empathetic uh, situations this year, so I hope it works out for her because God, she's good. And there, there is there is an episode where. I feel like Stephen Root is just having the greatest yeah. time of his life. Um, and some of you haven't seen it yet. You'll know what I'm talking about when you see it.
2: Yeah, I feel like she's on the same character development as Tim Wexler on Better Call Saul. Um, so that just, it that automatically makes makes me root for her.
0: Well, um, I think that's going to close it out on this episode. Um, uh, Christopher, why don't you tell the uh, people where they can find you?
2: Uh, you can read my articles on Gold Derby, um, and you can find me on Twitter at chrissang one seven seven five,
1: and that's all I got. <laughs> what
0: about you, Hunter?
1: Um, also uh, articles on Gold Derby, like Chris, and um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Hunter underscore K Taylor.
0: Tony
1: and you can read my stuff at gold
3: derby and you can uh we are getting into interview season so please be visiting gold derby to see uh really great chats with so many contenders um not just uh some of your favorite uh stars but you know uh, screenwriters and and craftspeople and you know people who really work really hard um on these jobs and and uh, deserve the recognition that they get. So um, look for that on Gold Derby, and you can follow me at GD Tony Ruiz on Twitter.
0: And you can read all of my writings on Gold Derby, and follow me on Twitter at Charles Bright. Thank you so much to uh, Chris and Hunter and Tony. It's as always. It's wonderful hosting with you. We will be back in two weeks to talk uh, predictions for the Tony for the Tony Award nominations, which will be coming up soon. And we can't wait for that. And we will see you all next time. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at goldderby.